Alrighty, let's do this. All right, everybody, this is John and Constance Stoutinger with JCX Fishing. Uh, we have the premier uh, St. Lawrence uh, guide with us tonight. Um, very graciously let us uh, do an interview with him, um, a friend of mine as well. But uh, Glenn Van Hosen um, from the Shimo Bay area, he, he, has, Sorry. <laughs> he has a lot of uh, knowledge up on the St. Lawrence River and Lake Ontario. How you doing, Glenn? Good hours, everybody. Oh, not too bad, thanks. So, uh, would you like to um, give us a little bit of background about yourself, so that the people can uh, get a chance to know who you are and things like that? And yep, um, I grew up up this area. Military got out two thousand eight, and then. Um, for years and years, um, a good buddy of mine, Bill Lortz, he also guides up here. He kind of talks to me. I mean, we meet every morning at the boat bar, and he's like, "Why, why, why aren't you guiding?" So I went and got my captain's license, started guiding last year, and had a phenomenal season for my first year even with you know even with the covid stuff going on and stuff like that we were able to get a lot of people on the water and uh so now we're into my second year i think i'm 17 trips in uh, oh, wow. this year so i mean i guide out of the oswego area stuff like that anything out of region six which is you know the area up here until we open in june and then once June kicks off, it's up here. It's either the lake or the river. Um, and, you know, we go at it pretty hard up here. I still fish, you know, a lot of the tournament stuff. I've kind of limited it to up here. I just don't have the time to go other places, um, you know, whether it's go fish plus stuff. I fish Port City. I still do that. And, uh, you know, so like my plans to fish the open, the coast up here, stuff like that, BFLs, um, just some of the bigger stuff. But if I'm on the water every day here, it's kind of like practice. So I get to uh, I get to take people out, let them enjoy it. And then I also, you know, gain some knowledge every day. It's been pretty good. Um, I had multiple bags up over 22, 24. I had another 26 pound bag last year almost 27 um that's you know two years in a row for me so it's been it's been pretty good nice nice wow you're a busy guy <laughs> yep. so i mean even when i'm not guiding i'm still fishing on average right. I'm six six days a week so yeah. nice all right all right. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask? Well, my famous question is, what is your favorite cookie? <laughs> my favorite cookie? Yeah. Uh, an Oreo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about I a home-baked cookie? 
I like the double stuff, the triple stuffs, those things. That's a lot of sugar at one time. So I yeah. kind of stick with the double stuffs. <laughs> Very nice. good. Well, I'm I'm a baker, so that's that's why we talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we may end up getting off topic a little bit, Glenn. Um, oh, yeah. We always do. <laughs> for some some reason, I don't know. Now, do you have uh, um, you have goats? Uh, yeah, actually, we got uh, this year. We got rid of all of our goats. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, we actually started. Yeah. It was just a lot of work, you know, with them being outside, and then they always kid in the winter time and stuff like that. So it was a lot of stress on us. We've since transitioned to to just breeding the labs. Um, so we have ten labs, twelve dogs total. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So we have pretty much two of every color. Um, we even have the charcoals and the silvers that we breed and all that. And then we have our white shepherd that we adopted and we have a chocolate Newfoundland that we adopted. So, I mean, we got rid of the oh, goats. Yeah. It's still very busy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So your buddy, Bill, he uh, convinced you to start guiding. Yep. Um, did, that, did that help you with your confidence as far as tournament wise as well? Because Bill's a well-known man up there. Yeah, it does, actually, because it's both on the water, off the water, stuff like that. You know, him and I, we pretty much every day at the end of each guide, you know, where he goes, I go. We talk a lot. We, you know, we share spots and stuff like that, um, even during the day. If he's struggling during the day, I'm struggling during the day. We'll, you know, send each other a screenshot of waypoints, you know, hey, I'm leaving, the fish are here, come, you know, put your clients on them, and we, we both do the same thing. Um, I mean, as you know, it's, it's hard to fish someone else's fish, um, but Bill and I work really well together as far as, you know, searching other people's fish. He's shown me a lot of stuff that... I didn't, I hadn't checked yet. I hadn't gotten to yet. You know, he's got 20 some ex years of experience up here. Um, I have eight years since I bought my house here on Shamal. And, but he's a very, I don't want to say basic, but he's more of a 2D sonar guy. He can figure out stuff on the fly. So when I find an area or we, we think of an area to try, I'm the electronics guy. I go, I grab it. I, you know, everything, I know every boulder, everything in a spot and I can visually picture it as I'm fishing it and I know what I'm fishing. And then, you know, I can talk with him and say, Hey, hey this is why they're there. So we, you know, and he pushes me beyond my limits too. I'm more of a, I mean, until last year or the year before I was more of a zero foot to 35 foot. He's like, you got to push out to 50. But, I mean, as you know, it's from 35 to 50 foot, there's a whole lot more map to cover. So I go out and I scan and I graph and all this. You know, even after I drop clients off the dock, we usually fish 7 to 3.30. Um, I usually drop clients back off at 3.30 and I go back out. I start, you know, and I start graphing and I start finding stuff and I mark waypoints um and stuff like that so it really has the guiding has pushed me further and it's it's a big enjoyment too you know you get around 
you get around too many tournament guys for too long and everyone wants to catch a five everyone wants to catch a six and it's always that drive for big fish big fish big fish and it's nice to have clients that get excited over a three and a half pounder a four pounder a lot for a lot of these guys it's i mean that's their biggest fish they've ever caught right and you know the tournament side of it is i mean if it's not five you want to throw it back you know right so it's the guide stuff is very exciting as far as getting clients on the water and letting them experience that yeah good um now what kind of what what boat do you have because you said you uh um this i'm running a triton still running triton? A 21, a triton. the 21 yeah. yep. okay so with 250 just rigged it out this year. This setup's actually pretty crazy. I'm running 312s up front with dual active target systems, um, all that. And I mean, lithium batteries, you name it. So it's pretty crazy, but it helps. It's fun. Yeah. Do you My still wife. have that signature orange color on it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so sharp, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we park. It's it's fun. So yeah, we saw you up at the uh, Messina show we a couple years ago. Them, we parked. Yeah, we, we yeah. parked next to him. I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, we're gonna go into a new boat next year, um, and we're actually gonna kind of change it up. It's still gonna be a camo pattern, but instead okay. of just squares, it's gonna be paw prints. So we're oh, nice. So you'll still have the white, the light orange, and the dark orange, but instead of squares for like digital camo, it's going to be little paw prints kind of camo. Oh pattern. my gosh. Who came up with that idea? Uh, actually, I found a pattern online that I. And oh, really? And I talked it out and stuff. And she's like, well, if we can get the colors changed, because obviously I'm sticking with the orange. I'm not going right. to. Yeah. Uh, we can get the colors changed to get it to work out like it'll look it'll look pretty cool oh that's going yeah awesome. definitely yeah yeah how fun oh my gosh <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to picture it and i can't so i'm gonna have to i got um, it <laughs> i got it <laughs> i'm gonna have to check it out for sure yeah, yeah. so it's you said you said you're gonna fish the uh opens and vfls on uh the lake or the river yeah i'll fish okay. the opens and vfl up here and stuff like that and just you know, I guess it kind of helps I, the tournament side of it too. I noticed that last year, when you put big bags on the scales, the guys that understand tournament fishing and what it actually takes to get a 24, 25, 26 pound bag on five fish, it starts to, you know, you start to put it together that to catch 26 pounds, you don't go out and catch five fish. You know, it's, you got to weed through them and clients right. love to weed through them, you know? So <laughs> that's, that's always fun. Uh, the tournament side of it, you know, it just kind of brings a little legitimacy to the guiding. Yeah. So that's nice. Yep. How does your wife enjoy the guiding aspect of it? She's actually, she, I mean, she's a hundred percent on board. She, you know, she likes it. And, Uh oh, got frozen. <laughs> is it us or him? Uh, I believe it is him. Okay. I don't know. Well, we're in a 
some technical difficulties here. He's in his garage and uh, we're not sure what's going on. Uh, he's yeah. frozen. You might want to message him. Yeah. And so, um, but if you have any questions for Glenn, yeah. um, don't hesitate to ask or us, or us, whatever. But Glenn is our guest. So yeah, if you, Feel he, free. he's an open book. <laughs> Just like us. Yeah. So yeah, we thinking. lost him. Oh uh, man. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I'm with you. Um Mark says I caught twenty-five pounds, took me five tournaments. <laughs> I can understand that. I mean my biggest sounds my, like me. My biggest bag in a tournament was uh Thousand Islands. Uh I had twenty three mm. and a half pounds. Is that two years ago? Three? Three years. And um, yeah, we're gonna get we're getting there, Scott. There we go. At least we got his picture back. We're working on it. <laughs> you're half you, back. You're half back. There we go. Yeah, hey! you're here. <laughs> the traveling right. man. Right. I'll move over. And put, I'll move over and put you on the hood of the truck. <laughs> All right. All right, we do have a question for you though from Scott Noel. Uh, what's the heaviest weight uh, he, that you use on your tubes and drop shots? I pretty much throw exclusively half ounce. Um, okay. I, I'm not a lightweight guy. I throw everything, even, well, the river, I'll go lighter online, but I stay heavy on the weight. And only because of the current, the bigger diameter starts to, you know, drag it and you get a loop in your line. But most of the time, if I'm going to drop shot, it's going to be 10 pound test and, you know, braided line. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, um, you may know this guy, Dominic Kraus. Yep. He said you're a good looking man. Thanks. I tried. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's sight impaired or what, or he's not seeing the same screen we are. <laughs> Maybe not. It could be <laughs> the then, internet connection. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Um, maybe. And then Dana says you don't need more of an eagle. <laughs> yeah. I try. Yeah, when you're good, you're good, though, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're good, sometimes you're not. So. Right, right. Yeah. So. The heaviest you use a half ounce. Um, I I go up like when I'm fishing up there. Sometimes when I'm tube fishing, I'll throw an ounce. No, I I'm pretty much throw half ounce up here. I like to feel yeah. it. I don't think. Well, when it comes to the river, the actual drag, I don't want it on the bottom because it just gets hung up so much. I'd right. rather have that bounce off the rocks, and then it kind of gives you that appearance of a goby coming up and down. Or, you know, a bait fish up and down. The drag itself is not as important as, like, if you go out to Erie and stuff like right. that. They don't have the current out there. So, you're just dragging. A lot of that bait, or the, you know, gobies especially, they just stay on the bottom. Where on the river, if, if a goby comes up off the bottom, it's going to get caught by the current and it's going to go a little bit and then it's going to drop back down. 
So I try to try to kind of mimic that. Hmm. Nice. I, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Um, like me being out of the back of the boat, I try to get my bait down there quicker than the guy out of the front. That's why one of the reasons why I, I use the heavier weight. And it's actually, I mean, when it comes to the river, in my opinion, in the river, it's actually almost an advantage to be out of the back of the boat because you have to drift backwards. Right. So when I fire out, I'm out, say I'm out 50 yards. Well, you take the tw the 21 foot difference when a co-angler fires out, he's a minimum of 20. So even when our tubes come together or whatever we're throwing on the bottom comes together, the co-angler is 20, 25 foot in front of me. So that fish is actually going to see the co-angler's bait before it sees my bait. So I think sometimes on the river, the, the co-angler, especially the drift fishing, has the advantage. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's just kind of something I've, I've learned, you know what I mean, over the back and stuff like that. Especially, and that's one of the things that's helped me with the guiding is with clients on the boat you know they fire out and maybe they don't get his they don't get the the 40 yard cast that i get they get 20 and then i'm like we'll just drag it so then they start dragging and all of a sudden they're hooked up i'm not hooked up then they're hooked up i'm not hooked up so it's kind of one of the things you start to learn and see happen over and over again and then you can you know you can go from there okay no hmm. um I can't remember if there's any other questions for you yet, but uh, what, what's your favorite technique? Do you ever Mine? use a, yes. Dragging a jig. Okay. I <laughs> love to drag jigs. Um, yeah, I won't ask my next question, but. Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> what's your next question? Because I was, I was going to say, do you ever throw a jig? Yeah. And no, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love to. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I love. I love throwing yeah, a half ounce. <laughs> yeah, half ounce jig, dragging it. Um, I I've had a lot of success with like clients and stuff like that. I try to put clients on a three eighths ounce jig, which is actually very successful in the river or you know out here on the lake. I find that it doesn't get hung up as much, and that's why I have clients throw it. They don't necessarily always have that feel. So yeah, you know you get you start losing yeah. jigs, and then it's just time you know retying and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, when I transition to the lake here and stuff like that, you know, tournament wise and stuff like that, I'm constantly watching 2D sonar and I love to drop a drop shot on it. just vertical video game fishing, you know, drop a drop shot right on their heads. Cause I don't have to worry about the current. Okay. So, so hmm? oh, sure. Okay. So does your wife fish with you? And I know you have um, two, two girls, too. Yep. My wife actually does fish. Uh, she's a member of Port City as well. She fished a couple of tournaments. Um, she's fished a BFL before, made day two cut when I didn't. Um, I was going to say, did so, she beat you? <laughs> so she likes to rub that in my face. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And my oldest daughter loves to fish. Um, oh, my nice. Daughter, it doesn't quite hold her attention yet. So mm -hmm. she doesn't, you know, fish as much as the rest of us. Um, but my oldest daughter loves, she, she loves to go out. She, I think she likes to just be on the boat. 
then we go out to the islands and she thinks it's the coolest thing ever to be on an island. Like, oh, right. Yeah. You know, not very often does a nine year old ever get to go to an island. So, right. and then being that far offshore and stuff like that, I think it really makes it a little more fun for her. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh my gosh. A whole family affair. I like it. <laughs> yes. That, that, that's a good thing. And, you know, with you, with the boat and the girls, you know, you take them fishing. Uh, yep. You know, or I know a lot of people who um, don't want their kids to go fishing with them. And to um, me, it's, it's crazy. Now, I, I can understand if you're prepping for a tournament and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, you may want to take a day to, to study. But yeah, they just refuse to take kids fishing. No, we we like to take the girls as much as we can. Um, and, you know, obviously with them being involved in some sports and gymnastics and stuff like that, it's not always feasible. But in the summer, once everything mellows out, you know, we try to take mm -hmm. them out on the boat as much as we can. Um, you know, whether they just want to swim while we fish or stuff like that. Um, for a couple of years now, we've been, 4th of July, we've actually been very fortunate with some crazy calm weather and conditions and the wife and I will just fish along and we put like a big long rope and put the girls in a tube so I just tow them around with the trolling motor while the wife and I fish and the girls think it's like the coolest thing ever yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun awesome now does your uh do you ever use I'm one bait that I'm terrible with and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it is a Ned rig no, that's my wife's like secret weapon. I yeah, I know. I, I don't know how she fishes it as much as as she does, but the key to the Ned rig, and I didn't ever get the key to the Ned rig until she started fishing it, is to literally do nothing with it. Let the bait oh. just work itself, and it, it just works itself. It does nothing, you know, because I'm kind of always on the troll motor, so she's out of the back. And she just kind of drags it along. She, you know, she wiggles her tip and uh, the rod and they just eat it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's well, I mean, one of the first times we ever fished, she put a Ned rig on and I'm like, you know, don't cast over there. It's kind of weedy and stuff like that. And she's hooks up a six plus she caught last year. We were out and I was absolutely crushing him on a swim bait. And she's like, this is boring. I'm going to tie on a Ned rig. She makes a half hap, haphazard cast to the 20 feet from the bowl. She caught a 714. Ah. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> she, so she's magical. She <laughs> loves to throw that thing. And it's kind of her oh, secret weapon. Goodness. That's how she, I mean, that's how she made the day two cut on the BFL. She fished just a quarter ounce Ned rig in 30 feet of water. And Love it. Eat. wow, nice. That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, I I don't have the patience for it. Like it's, I feel like it's more. Yeah. Of a, it's more of a when fish aren't overly active, and I like to fish for active fish. Like I I yeah. want them chewing. I'm always um, on for active fish, and the Ned rig absolutely excels when the fish are. They're not active. They're not feeding. Yeah, it's just an opportunity huh. for them. Okay. I would have not even known that. So Scott says uh, tube size, two inch, two and a half inch or bigger. On Erie, the two inch tends to work better. How does the river compare? 
Um, I throw the three inch. I actually throw a three inch tube from Provider. Um, it's their thin wall tube. They're, they call it a slim tube. Um, usually I throw that. And they also have like a Fiesta Melon. It's, it's not quite a double dip tube. But it's a thicker body tube, and I and I'll throw that one. But pretty much just those two sizes, the three, three and a half. Um, I know out to Erie, they either throw big ones or they throw small ones. Up here, I just I throw the tube. If they eat the tube, I throw something else. So very okay. cool. Yeah. And then we do have another question here. Oh, From Tony, so he says, I'm old school. I like going out at night and just hook a worm and sit under the stars. Do you ever just go out and fish from shore and just kick back for a day? That's how uh, I fish at night. But. <laughs> not a ton. Um, Pat Grady, he has a place over on the other side of Three Mile Bay. You know, we'll go over for a barbecue and we'll, you know, we'll fish from shore and stuff. Every now and then I do some bullhead fishing and that sort of stuff, but. Nice. If I'm gonna go for if I'm gonna go for bass, I'm just gonna take the boat. Ah, uh, okay. But anything else? Just kind of everything. I mean, I, I'll fish for anything. I don't. I don't really care. But it's it's just I just like to catch fish. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. But, <laughs> and I don't really use yeah. the lactate thing. Yeah. No. Then Cassie O'Reilly Smith says, Dana, are you sure you're not the professional fisherman? He's tooting your horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cassie's actually a friend of ours. She has, uh, she actually got one of our puppies from our last, last litter. And I actually used to work with her at Gander Mountain. Oh, very cool. And Dana yeah. said that you kind of like, you kind of like her some, so. <laughs> you Kind of. Just a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Little I bit. hear you. Just a little. <laughs> wow, I'm. I'm. What's your thoughts on uh, the A rig? Uh, I love the rig. Okay, if you can throw the rig, I mean, there's times for the rig, and there's times right. not for the rig. Um, but if you can get them on the rig, it's a fun bite. Um, I don't really. I mean, I'll throw it a little bit in the spring. It's more of a a fall thing for me yeah. i've yet to really try it in you know in the summer that sort of stuff i mean i know there's a little controversy over it like it's got five hooks whatever you know oh i see they eat it they eat it like but i've at the same time i've i've been in the boat where a single swim bait is just as effective as a you know as as the rig the only thing i don't like about the rig is either a netting them or b when they start rolling and they get three four hooks in them and oh, then okay. it's twisted up and it's a whole <laughs> thing. so that and they'll tear the crap out of swim baits so yeah it's it's just they, they hit it like it's their last meal hmm. my first time um using the a rig i was fishing with jim bianchi on oneida lake it was a federation tournament and um, I was uh, I was leading in the points that year, and they were crushing it. He's like, "Dude, here, take this." Well, I'm like, "All right." So I took it, started throwing it. My first cast, I realized he was left-handed. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I, "I'm right-handed, but I fish left-handed." Okay. Deep, See, I'm not. Deep, I'm left. Yeah. 
even bait casters and stuff like that, you know, from Texas, when I, I mean, I transitioned from right-handed to left-handed when I lived in Texas because okay. it's an ass and stuff like that, they're going to hit it on the drop. So right. it didn't make sense for me to switch hands and wait. By then, a one ounce, an ounce and a half weight, it's already hit the bottom. It's one or whatever. I just transitioned to left-handed reels and... Yeah, I, I just learned to pitch and flip left hand with my left hand and um we do have another question um the swim baits do you throw a lot of swim baits and are they half ounce also no i don't throw my swim baits probably the heaviest i can go on a swim bait is like maybe three well actually i can't say that if i'm dragging a swim bait because there is time to time when they will get on a drag swim bait bite i'll throw it on a half ounce head but majority of the time, if I'm going to throw a single swim bait, it's going to be on like a quarter ounce, like owner football head. Okay. So I throw it on the, like the owner football head, or I throw it on like Sam John jigs. He makes one. Um, it's got that, the metal keeper on it and stuff like that, or standard ball head jig. I'll throw it on that, but I always throw it pretty light. I mean, a single swim bait, you're not usually throwing it in more than 12, 15 foot. Right. Um, Michael Hunt has a question. Don't know if you can see it or not. What's the biggest yeah. carp you've caught? <laughs> he was actually with me the first time I ever, the first time I hit 26 plus pounds, and we, I caught it in a Port City event. And the very next day, I went out to see if I could duplicate it again. And I had a carp steal a tube off of a fish's off of a smallmouth bed like he came up and he ate it and mike was actually in the boat with me when i held that fish its mouth was right here and the thing was like almost touching my feet the thing was an absolute giant yeah and and he he's not four foot tall guys <laughs> yeah. i'm five nine like it was yes yeah, so and to fight it on 20 pound test and that's another thing too. Like a lot of guys don't, I mean, I guess a lot of guys under, under throw stuff, especially when it comes to like the small mouth. Like when I throw my jigs, it's on a seven, four heavy TFO rod on 17 pound test. Like I, I don't mess with it. When I bed fish, it's on a seven, six heavy on 20 pound test. Like when I put the hammer to them, I put the hammer to them. Yeah. And I, cause I can boat flip them. I can do that. I, I really try to stay away from a net if I can. Um, I, I'm more, I just more comfortable either landing them at the side of the boat or flipping them. And I, so I throw a heavier line. Yeah. I know. Cause like, um, I fished, I used to practice with, uh, for the Toyota series. Well, back then it was a Costa series with Craig Kettlecamp uh, from around yeah. here. And, um, we went up to Erie and, uh, we're throwing both throwing tubes, half ounce tubes. Yeah. And he's like, what are you throwing? I go, 12 pound he goes no he goes 17 or 20 i'm like really he goes yeah yeah i don't know I, a long time ago I, I had a buddy colin from canada and he said why are we paying all this money for fluorocarbon line fluorocarbon supposed to be invisible so invisible 20 pound test is still as invisible as 12 pound test right and right. i was like that's a good point and except for when you go to the river like i said with the current with that bigger diameter, it starts to grab it. You know, you get a bow in your line. 
But if I'm fishing out here, I'm fishing on Erie, something like that, I go as heavy as I can. There's too many zebra mussels. If I start at 17, I get a nick in my line, I'm at 15. I get two nicks in my line, I'm at 14. I'm at 13, 12. I can still land a majority of your smallmouth on 12-pound test. So, you know, I've always – I try to start as heavy as I can and stay as heavy as I can just right. for that reason because you're dragging it. I mean, there's no – I mean, you can retie. You can retie, throw out, hit five rocks in a row with zebra mussels on them. Next thing you know, you're down to seven-pound test because it's got five nicks in it. Okay. That makes sense. I never, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And because you know, we, I didn't. I mean, you, I don't know. If pe people here know Craig Cattlecamp. He's, yeah. he's one of the good, small, better smallmouth fishermen in the area here. And um, he, uh, I didn't, I didn't question him. You know, foolish on my part for not asking why. I just, he just said no, seventeen or twenty. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting there going, you know, spooling everything off and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i just started like i said i mean i always throw everything as heavy as i can um even out here on the lake like i said i mean drop shot i'm throwing 10 pound test okay See, i I don't, I, I don't want to deal with it yeah i throw six and eight but six and eight are great i throw up on the river i like to throw 17 or i like to throw seven pound like fc snipers yeah. Um, up on the river and I'll go down to like 10 pound test, sometimes 15 pound on the braid. Um, but if I can get away with it, it's 20 pound, 30 pound braid, 10 pound, you know, floral. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do braid the floral all the time. Yep. Um, but no, that was a, that was a very good lesson you just gave us on, uh, online. Um, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like I said, it just it to me, it made sense. I mean, if I start at 12, three nicks, I, I mean, then you're like, oh, I'm broken off. But right. I mean, I try to start as heavy as I can. It, that and using a heavy action rod, it's, you know, you're putting even more shock to it because it's it's less bow in the rod. OK, so what's I mean, I'm not trying to embarrass you at all, but. Well, maybe a little bit. What's your biggest smallmouth since you told us what Dana's was? Mine, I have I have a couple over seven. Um, okay. And then the biggest one I've ever weighed in in like a official an official tournament was I believe was last year it was like a six nine two or a six nine seven maybe. Okay. Um, that was the day. Actually, I'm pretty sure my co angler had a matching one. Um. I had a little, I had 25 and change. He had 24 and change. Both of us had six plus um, for both lunkers. So right. and we brought back 50 pounds of smallmouth in one boat. That's, <laughs> I've never seen it before. No. Well, 50 pounds of fish, I don't care. Largemouth, smallmouth, combine, you know, combined, that's a lot of fish. Yeah, I mean, and as you know, like a lot of times, like if the boater's on them, the co-angler doesn't, you know, a 24, 25 for the boater is usually 17 for the co. But right. I mean, we, we caught him that day. Yeah, I'm sure he was grateful. 
Yeah, he had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Now, do you and your wife ever fish tournaments together? We have fished a couple of them, uh, and that was actually one of our. That's one of the biggest bags I've ever put on a scale. Was like I think we had like twenty eight eight or something. Wow. Um, and we try, um, you know, with our daughters being involved and stuff and everything like that, and it doesn't always line up with what we have going on in personal life for us to both go and and get away. Um, there's some more with uh, it's North Country Bass. They are they have a couple of they have a good schedule this year. You know, if I can get out with her and fish them, it's always fun. She doesn't like to fish with me if it's bed fishing. I am quite a bed hog. Like I get upset when it comes to bed fishing. Like I don't know. I kind of think of myself as like probably one of the better bed fishermen. And when it takes her a little longer to get it, I kind of get frustrated and get so. <laughs> and that I just like to catch fish. So yeah. she doesn't really like the bed fishing aspect of it in a tournament. She says I am a hundred percent different person in a tournament than I am just out fun fishing. Yeah. So I still get competitive about it, which is funny because I'm not competitive about anything else. Like okay. I don't I don't watch sports, I don't do anything. The only thing I want I I do watch Formula One racing. Um but other than that, I don't watch football, I don't do any of that stuff, I don't get competitive about anything other than the fishing side of it. So when it comes to tournament time, I'm like, go, go, go. And she's <laughs> a little more relaxed about it and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dana had another comment. That she had Lunker that day? She did. She yeah. had. I was one over six, again, on a Ned rig. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was lined up, power pulled down on a couple of fish. And, you know, started pulling them off the bush. She's like, well, I'm just going to fish over here with, you know, with the Ned rig and going. And she's like, I got one. I kind of heard the drag and I turned and I saw the fish jump and I just like dropped what I was doing. I was like, we're going to do that one. And yeah. I went about that. She, I don't know, she likes to catch the bigger ones, but I like to catch the numbers. So it evens out. Yeah. Yeah. River Huntsman says he loves the Nedrick too. Uh, oh, I just, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, you know, when all these people 15 years ago were throwing a wacky rig Senko, throwing out there, eating a sandwich, scratching their back, and, you know, I'm like, dude, I can't do it. <laughs> no, and it has a time and place. And, I mean, every tournament I still have one tied up. And I still, oh, I do too. You know, I still throw it, but a lot of it is – that's not the way I want to catch them. I, I've gotten kind of in this way of I want to catch them how I want to catch them. And the Ned rig is not how I want to catch them, so I don't throw it. And sometimes I think maybe it could be to my detriment, but it is what it is. Yeah, she said she's uh, kind of getting sad because she's running out of joeys. Yes. I don't think – I mean, Brian Ice isn't pouring anymore. So uh, Tom – uh, Presnell bought it. Yeah, back from. Right back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tom. I guess Tom Presnell bought it, and uh, he's pouring. Oh. I did see a couple pack. I did see a couple packs of Joey's at uh, a shop in Syracuse. 
there was there was ones at Rob Grafredo's place there at the old Bartell Road, and we were down there. Well, this was last year, and we bought every pack of them. So, <laughs> yeah, I I was I was there a couple months ago, and he had like I think four packs left. Yeah. So yeah, she likes. What's a Joey? Things. Yeah, do you want to explain what the Joey is? <laughs> Sorry. It, it's a Ned Rig style bait. And it had almost like a hula skirt down at the head. And when it sits on the bottom, the, the hula skirt like undulates. And it's, I mean, she's caught pretty much, she's caught every giant over six pounds she's ever caught on it. So it's, it was. Wow. <laughs> so. Very cool. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you, do you want to go into uh, why they call it that? Um, or no? That was named after Brian's son who passed away. So, oh. yeah. So it's always just been called the Joey and uh, it, it catches. Oh. So it's kind of sad that, you know, we had to figure out where to get some more or, or how to do it. But um, Guy River Husband says, I am the original de developer of the Joey. Yep. That's and, he actually, and he has some. That's that's Tom Testa under his secret alias. Yeah. But yes, no, Tom had a huge part of that. And yeah, uh, and it works. I mean, it, there's no doubt it works. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, I've, I've not thrown them. I'm not a Ned Rig person like you. You yeah. know, I, I, I just soon throw a jig and get down there, get it over with. And <laughs> yeah. I can't eat a sandwich and wait for my bait. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't really throw it. I mean, there's times, too, active fish will eat it, I mean, and stuff yeah. like that. But, again, it's not the way I want to catch them, so I don't throw it as much as I should. Yeah, I think that might be part of our problem. It's not the way we want to catch them, but that's the way the fish want it. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. As long as we're having fun catching fish. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your guide service? Um, sure. You know, okay. It's, it's nice being located where I am. Um, like I said, this is the second year. Um, I mean, this place is a phenomenal fishery. It's a fish factory. Um, and it's nice, you know, with the elites highlighting it year after year, more and more people want to come here. Um, one of the great things is being here on Chameau as it keeps me in touch with the river. It keeps me in touch with the lake. Um, and I don't have to cancel trips. Um, if you're on here or something like that and the weather kicks up and stuff like that, sometimes it's, it's too rough to go out. Well, if it's too rough to get on the lake, I take clients to the river. So I've yet to have to cancel a trip because of weather. And I can always kind of ensure that people get to get out and, and catch fish. Nice. And okay, uh, go ahead, I don't. Honey. I'll be right there. Keep going. I don't know if you can see it or not, but we do have a ticker at the bottom of the screen that has smallmouthadventures.com, which oh, is a website. Yep, where people can check you out at. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, with with it being here, Region Six, with me living here, I do all my early season guiding out of Oswego. Um, which again, Oswego is a phenomenal fishery that's often kind of overlooked, I think. Uh, so 
I, I guide down there and, and have fun and do that sort of thing. Nice. So it's uh it's it's nice being here it's nice guiding here and stuff like that it's not a it's often days it's not a struggle bus um some days you're i mean you get dealt the keys to the struggle bus but for most days you know we can usually have clients leave happy and excited about the fishery yeah well that's 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 the important thing um i i look at some of your pictures and you know from your facebook and it's incredible some of the fish that you guys are getting yeah and they just keep getting bigger every year right so i mean the fact is you know it's you know, kind of like with our port city schedule and stuff like that a lot of guys are you know oh i don't want to fish up there all the time and stuff like that especially when you start getting guys like the braces and stuff like that that have years and years up here sometimes it's a little overwhelming for guys that are kind of newer into it or don't have the th the the time up here but why would you not want to fish a fishery that even when you even when you catch you know like ken bracy said it best he's like last year at our henderson event i mean i had 26 i think chuck rally had 23 24 kenny had 22 he's like in the end of the day i still caught 22 pounds of smallmouth which is that's a crazy bag yeah yeah, there aren't too many places in New York where you can have, especially a club tournament, yeah. where you're going to have many, you know, one bag over 20, let alone three or four. Yeah, actually kind of funny because that day that we fished the Henderson event was actually the day of the Cash and Rods event on the St. Lawrence River. And had we and we would have been able to get our we would have been able to get to those fish. So had the three of us ran to those fish that day during the cashing event and mind you this is a singles event versus a team event um we would have finished first second and fourth out of the cashing event and we would have i mean as singles yeah so it was a great day out on the lake which had i fished that event anyway i still would have went out on the lake so okay. anytime um, i get to the lake i go to the lake I just right. feel more comfortable in the lake. I, I have a lot, a lot of stuff out there. I have a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, I have a ton of stuff in the river as well and stuff like that. But a lot of that's up Morristown and north and, you know, and east. So I it's it's a gamble. Do you want to go which way? And a lot of sometimes the river can bite you. But even with the lake, I can usually scrounge up something to be competitive in the lake. I just have that okay. confidence out there yeah the only tough part about that is mother nature whether yeah. she allows you to get there <laughs> and it's always i mean that's one of the things i tell a lot of guys like they're always like oh you know it's blowing 15 today i didn't get a chance to get out on the lake and i tell them you gotta go like you gotta practice in that sort of stuff it it always seems the worst weather is going to be in a tournament and if you pick only nice days to go practice then you're you're not going to know what to do you're not going to present those baits and get on your spots if you don't practice in that weather obviously right. I, I say if it's 30 mile an hour winds don't go out and practice that's just dumb but yeah 10 to 15 get yourself used to it to get yourself you know how to operate the boat how to get on the trolling motor and catch those fish yeah all right 
Jackie Beardsley has a uh, says, coming up in July from Ohio for vacation. How's the water level? I think right now we're still, I think we're 18 inches low, maybe, um, above you know the the average. Uh, we didn't. We obviously didn't get the snow up here this year that we normally get. You know, and obviously it's been a very dry spring, so our runoff isn't as good. Um, but to the contrary, it's way better than the past couple of years we've had where we're three feet, four feet high and people's docks and cottages are getting ruined and that sort of stuff. So right. dealing with the low water is better than the high water. Um, I, or I'd like to just see it right at average, but it's, uh, Right now, it's not like it's unsafe to navigate or anything like that. You know, obviously, some people in their docks, um, they got to, you know, maybe extend their dock or maybe they don't get full use of their dock because the water's not up as high. Um, I Last I knew, we're still taking in more water from Erie than we're letting out. So the water is coming up and stuff like that. And uh, we will... You know, we'll get there. I have no doubt this summer we'll get back to average where we're supposed to be and stuff like that. As far as the fishing-wise, there is going to be some areas this year that are notoriously known for bedding that are not going to be bedding areas because there's not going to be any water on them. And okay. whatever, whatever water is there is going to be so warm that it's not going to be suitable for bedding. So this year... We're going to, I mean, it's going to be a transition out. You're going to be bed fishing in 10, 12, 15 foot of water. Okay. Um, Dell wants to know, how do you mentally prepare for all those hammers in Port City? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Bracies, obviously those guys have a huge history. Some, you know, that sort of stuff. Mentally wise, I just, I mean, I came to the club, obviously I was, I was pretty successful first couple tournaments out. I've also done some really crap there over there as well. And my favorite part of Port City, and I, I tell anyone this, you cannot let your foot off the gas. I yes. mean, even the, you know, the day, the first year that I broke the club record, I had almost 26 pounds. Within an hour and a half, I had 24, but I knew I couldn't take my foot off the gas because if I caught that, anyone can catch that. So it's kind of like you just got to keep your foot on the gas constantly. And the mental side of it, I just practice as hard as I can, and I'm never happy with what I have. So, I mean, I've caught 26 now. Now I want 28. I catch 28, I'm going to want 30. And as the years progress, those fish are just going to keep growing to those bags actually being attainable. Okay. Now, is it true that you uh, listen to Rocky soundtrack and run the stairs? No, I don't. Run. <laughs> I only run when being chased. That's like my firm rule of life. There you go. I'm with you there. Unless it's, unless it's for cookies. Uh, if, unless, unless I'm being chased, I do not run. <laughs> and it's got to uh, be pretty you got to be pretty serious with some sort of weapon for me to really run <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh jackie said thank you for uh that information you're welcome 
All right. And we did have a question. I know you, you uh, talked about it. What's your personal best Smalley? Uh, six. Uh, no, I have a couple over seven. Nothing ever on an, like an official like tournament scale. My biggest okay. one on a tournament scale is six, nine, seven. I know I have a couple on my own personal scale and stuff like that over seven. Um, I mean, my personal scale is usually within two ounces of, you know, tournament scales and stuff like that. So I'm pretty confident saying I have a couple over seven. Um, nothing as big as the wife has. I mean, she obviously caught that 714 last year. But, I mean, I've caught a couple over seven. Got quite a few sixes. Um, and But, yeah, that's my biggest one, like, on an actual official tournament scale. Okay. And uh, Chris wants to know, what's your favorite top water for smallies? Probably a spook, but in all honesty, I haven't caught a smallmouth on top water in probably three years. <laughs> I I'm, with you. I'm with you, man. I don't throw it because it's not how I want to catch them. And I've never gotten into a phenomenal smallmouth bite with them. So I just don't throw it. Yeah. Uh I, I don't throw it in the lake or the river. I mean, I'll throw it on Oneida. Yes. But in the river, it, I, I don't know. I just don't have the confidence there throwing anything but a drop shot, a tube, or a jig. <laughs> yeah, that, and, you know, as soon as you're, it's, I don't know, by the time tournament season rolls around, I mean, you got a couple weeks of, of some shallow, and then they transition to the deep, and that's where all my focus and attention turns is deep. So I don't, I don't try for them in small or on top water. Okay. Not that I probably couldn't if I went to search for a top water bite, but not very often do I really try for a top water bite. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we've got a couple minutes left. Do you want to talk about some of your, uh, your partners, your sponsors and stuff like that? Shoot them a little plug and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, um, probably one of my biggest sponsors and one of the biggest things was, was Sam John Jiggs. Um, he's out of PA. I actually worked with him last year to design a, a different style, a little bit different style football head jig. There's no weed guard in it. Um, to me, I'm throwing it in the rocks. I don't need a weed guard. And uh, and he's got a pretty unique, you know, little bait keeper on it that's very, very successful. Um and then, you know, obviously I get a lot of my soft plastics and that sort of stuff from Tournament Tackle. Um, they're online. And then obviously Lowrance is a huge sponsor of mine. And year after year, I mean, I've been with them guys for 10 years probably. And they year after year put out phenomenal products. One of their biggest things is like this year is obviously the, the, the active target, which I think is every bit as as good as the Garmin and the Panoptics and stuff like that. Like, obviously they got it to market quicker and that sort of stuff. But the active target is phenomenal. It's been phenomenal for me for guiding, especially because things kind of slow down with guy, you know, when you're guiding and stuff like that, if you hear a guy, him or haw a little bit, you can, I can show him fish. Like you can show a person fish. You can watch him move. I can throw a drop shot out. I can throw a Ned rig out and you can watch it fall right in front of that fish and that sort of stuff. So that's obviously one of the, my big, my I'm excitement about it. So yeah. I'm really excited to get my second one 
to run that. I'm going to plan to run one in forward down and one to always in the scout mode um, and cover the entire water column. The scout mode, I was a little hesitant of it. I'd never played with the Garmin in their perspective mode. Um, after this year playing with the Garmin scout mode or with the Lorance's scout mode, I feel you've kind of almost made, I don't want to say you've made 360 obsolete, but I'm getting a live image of the same picture 360 is getting, but 360 has a huge advantage as of it rotates on its own. The, the, the problem with that forward facing sonar is it only shows you what's in front of you or where you're pointing the trolling motor. So the 360, you're always getting that 360 picture and that right. sort of stuff kind of helps you line up on stuff and everything. I definitely hmm. think there's a need for both and there's definitely a, uh, an opportunity for both to be utilized. Um, but other than that, I don't know, probably one of my other sponsors is probably my wife just cause she puts up with my crap. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we do have another question. Um, any good advice for a young angler, um, a, a kid youth, any youth? advice for that? Yes just get on the water as much as you can. There is uh, honestly, there's no, there's no replacement for time on the water. And obviously I think that's part of the reason why I'm as successful as I am up here, whether it's the lake and the river, you know, obviously not, you know, when I travel other places, cause I just don't have the time on the water there. And there's just no replacement for the time on the water, adjusting the conditions and that sort of stuff. And for a young angler, keeping it as simple as you can as far as not – don't bring a duffel bag worth of stuff just because you think you might get into it. Throw your confidence baits and, cat, like we've talked about a couple of times, catch them how you want to catch them. And okay. you'll gain that confidence in those baits and you'll become more effective with those baits. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I tell people too. They're like, well, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do that. I'm like, well, the best way to do it is go to a place, you know, that has a lot of fish. Yeah. Okay. And just do that one technique for a couple of days. Yeah. And if you, if you catch a hundred fish on that, that technique, you're going to understand how it is, how it works and things like that. Yeah. And then, you know, master one before you try to, to master them all. You yeah. Know. You can't, there's just no time for that. Like, I mean, it's, you can, and especially like for young anglers and stuff like that, they obviously don't have the opportunity to just be out there every day and stuff. Right. So take advantage of, you know, if you're going to go out for a day, take a day and learn a bait. And then the next time you get an opportunity to take a bait, learn a bait. And it's not always about catching fish every time you're out. Like it's, it's learning the feel of that bait, you know, whether you want to throw a jig or you want to throw a drop shot, it's learning how that drop shot feels when it's on the bottom, when it, you know, if you can feel like mush, it's a soft bottom. If you feel that thump, 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 you know, it's more of a hard bottom. And a lot of that has to do with just figuring out how those baits feel so you can fish them effectively in the future. Right. Okay. All right. Well, um, that was a young angler, um, Goose. And uh, he said, thank you for that knowledge. Thank, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. Um, 
I, I don't have anything else really to talk to. Well, I could talk to fishing all day, but. Um, I was going to say, sorry, it was like <laughs> half of it. I had to go read a book to Zandra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, was, she was on mom duty. Tonight. Mom duty. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I, I did want to say thank you so much for your service in the military. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah. You're welcome. As you know, John is uh, was in the military, and my twin sister was also in the military. So it's quite near and dear to my heart. Let's rephrase that. She was in the Air Force. Well, <laughs> it's kind of like the military, but like summer. It's like yeah. a pretty version of it's a, it's a step up from the Coast Guard. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> All right, were you in the army as well? Were you in the army, Glenn? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for uh, coming on, talking to us, and uh, yeah, absolutely. you're always welcome back. And you know, we're a family show, husband and wife. If you want your wife to to come on with you, you're more than welcome to. And you know, we can get her reaction as you're uh, telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Thanks a lot for coming on and uh, talking with us. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bye bye. All right. Well, that was, yeah, that was uh, Glenn Van Hosen from. Uh, I forgot Shemot. I met him before. And then when he came out, I was like, oh, man, he looks familiar. And then when he said, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've next, right next to yeah, <laughs> I've known him for a while. And uh, he is. He's a great guy. Cool. Um, if you're out there on a charter with him, he'll answer your questions for you. It's not just a go out there, catch fish type of thing. You know, he's a very, as you heard, he's a very. Uh, Open um, personal, personal guy, very open book. You know, yeah. he, he's not out there to hide anything. So uh, I want to say thank you for everybody tuning in, um, listening to Glenn, listen to us. And uh, it's greatly appreciated from everybody. And we do have a link. Oh, yeah, for the jigs. Yes, it's. Uh, so SammyJohnJigs.com. Yes, and we'll so. have to uh, put that in the show notes. Yeah. For all you YouTube people mm -hmm. and Facebook people. So. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, we do not have a show on Monday due to uh, Memorial Day. Thanks, um, Rob. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be coming back from our, uh, I don't want to call it our anniversary trip. It's just a mini vacay. Yeah, it's a mini vacay. But yeah, going to see an army buddy. Not really anniversary. We don't really celebrate our anniversary. It's like, oh, good morning, happy anniversary. And yeah. Off to work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we do have a show on Wednesday, um, the second, which is uh, Pam Horn. She is the uh, sister. Old, she is the sister of Harvey Horn. <laughs> um, she's also a fisher person herself. She. I'm excited uh, for that one. Yes. Because I feel like we always like end up missing each other. Like, yes. she'll be on a show that I can't watch, and then vice versa. And yes, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. And um, so uh, yeah, she fished the LBAA, the ladies' best. Anglers Association. So um, thanks everybody for coming on, listening and watching us and uh, take care. Have a, a great and safe holiday weekend. Yes. And um, one of the things how I like to close out my shows is um, you get a chance to do it, take a kid fishing. Um, and while you're at, at it, while you're out fishing, always, always protect yourself. Wear your uh, sunglasses. Um, I don't know how many people, how many times a, a bait has come back at me, um, 150, 200 miles an hour. And, you know, if it hits you in the eye or a hook hits you in the eye, you lost it. So, um, 
do that and always wear your life vest when you're when you're powering up and stuff like that and your sunscreen and your sunscreen (laughs) and that is pretty much for me because i'm terrible at it all right guys well thank you very much for coming on and sharing the night with us and uh take care and enjoy the weekend Bye. bye everyone